was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd be sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. coming up in about 15 minutes as we launch the Wednesday edition of the show. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy hump day. Even though I never think about Wednesday as hump day, it's just the next day that I'm happy about. It is not a big day to overcome at all. I love Wednesday. Love them all. Good to be here. Brett Ciancia in about 15 minutes. We'll talk college football with him. If you're new to the show, we talk a lot of college football here. We invented this concept of doing that on the radio, and we will stick with it forever into perpetuity as we get going today. Brett Ciancia, Pick 6 Previews. Blake Rafino down in the boot. He checks in with us as well. We'll talk some LSU, some college football with him. They are all up in the transfer portal under Brian Kelly. Uh, you know that guy that all of you just overwhelmingly together love, Brian Kelly? No, he's not polarizing at all. Y'all just love him, man. Y'all just love him. They are killing the transfer portal. And uh, have a good-looking team. I'm telling you now, and I don't necessarily base my opinions on others' preseason rankings for next year. We've got all non-playing portion of the season to get into that. But they're going to be ranked somewhere in the top ten, maybe top six or so next year. Going into the season, we'll see if they can live up to it. That's obviously always debatable. You can always debate that, but oh, 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 the chirp is gone. As we get started here, yeah, the the chirp is gone. I'm going to miss it. I know that many of you like to use it to get on to us here, which is fine. Fair game. I've always said I am absolutely fair game. Whatever critique, I'm fair game. But the chirp is gone. Yeah, we, we eliminated the chirp. 
I, uh, how should I put it? We, we, first of all, to explain, <laughs> to explain things, it's about 15 feet in the air, the chirp. And so it's not easy to get to. You have to have a ladder, extend it out, A-frame it, get all the way up there, mess with the uh, smoke detector, all that. But what I planned on doing was taking the battery out, because I've already replaced the battery a couple of times, and it would eliminate the chirp for a few hours thinking falsely that it was fixed, and then overnight and about the time it's when we need to launch the show the next morning, the chirp would come back. It was almost like it was rigged that way, right? And it wasn't bothering me, but people listening, a couple things was happening. It bothered them, and then it made some, Aliquippa Bob among others, think that their smoke detectors were acting up because they would hear that chirp and they're thinking, okay, that's in my house. That's where I'm at. So anyways, I had taken the uh, battery out, replaced it several times. Nine volt battery, you know, the little rectangular battery. And again, thinking it fixed things, it didn't ultimately. So I had taken the battery out last Thursday, and I read where just because you take the battery out doesn't mean the chirping will stop. It'll keep chirping for as long as 7 to 10 days. Then it will die off. And tomorrow would have been about day 7. But the complaining, the B-wording got to the point where we disconnected the cords. And the Unit is faulty. I've got to replace it is, is what we need to do. And that, that will get done. You, you, won't, you won't notice that part. But, yes, we just completely disassembled it. And that's why no more chirping. I, I got – folks, I'm missing it. I, I, the, the chirping, I thought, I thought added character to the audio portion of the show. You know, it's a radio show. That means there's audio involved. I really thought he did, but but no more chirping. Tom and Myrtle Beat said he got woken up last night around midnight by his wife because they had a detector that was beeping over in Myrtle Beach, and he had to fix it at midnight. <laughs> this has happened to me. Several times. I've, I've had this happen in the past, and it's always a big one. For whatever reason, it never gets fixed as fast as it's supposed to get fixed. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's on me. Maybe that's something that I need to get better at. Fixing smoke detectors. Oh, did you see this? Josh Heupel got his uh, pay bump. Now, he was due. They bumped him up to... $9 million a year. Josh Heupel. Yeah, he's he's now in the $9 million area. 
per year. I think he, what was he making? Around five or six. His deal goes through 29. Nine million on average a year going through 28-29. He just went 11 and 2. Best season in 20 years for Tennessee since the 01 season for them. That's the year that Nick Saban probably put on Philip Fulmer his most haunting loss of his life. Yeah, Nick Saban. Nick Nick was just forming his reputation at that moment. Nick was not a national entity, but was rapidly ascending. And Tennessee played LSU in the SEC championship game, a pretty solid favorite in that game. If Tennessee wins that game, they go back to the national championship for the second time in four years. Philip Fulmer and had the lead at halftime, felt comfortable, looked good. Nicky beat him with a backup quarterback and a backup running back, LSU. Yeah, but but Tennessee's best year since 01 and went 11-2 with – a catastrophe inherited by Heupel. I mean, Tennessee was in horrific shape when Josh Heupel took that job. And he has flipped that thing way faster. If I sat here and told you that I could see Tennessee in year two doing as well as they did, I would be a liar to you. I would be being a liar to you, using bad language there, bad English there. He has earned it, $9 million, and if he keeps winning, they'll bump it up more. Yeah, here's the list. Tom pulled it up. Saban at 117 Kirby at 11.3. Jimbo, 9.5. Um, somebody at a is getting ripped off right now. Brian Kelly at 9.5. Heupel and Baby Kiff and Stoops at 9. Napier at 7.4. Um, Florida's getting ripped off right, right there. <laughs> At least at the moment. Uh, Beamer at 6.5. Drinkwitz at 6.5. Freeze at 6.5. Pittman at 6.2. Clark Lee. Now, that's a private school. That is not public, but they say 3.5. That's probably right. That's probably correct. And Mississippi State's. Zach Arnett at three. He's in last place. If you're ranking the SEC salaries. And uh, just speaking of that, I I think Mississippi State's in for a long, harsh next few years. Yeah. that, That 
hiring from within in this case, I think will be a catastrophe. It's, it's a tough gig. Mississippi State is arguably, other than Vanderbilt, the toughest gig in the SEC. And Mike Leach, as we know, God rest his soul, passed away. And they hired their defensive coordinator. Now, look, this is not personal. This guy, Zach Arnett, might be eventually someday a fantastic head coach. All right? That remains to be seen. But in the moment, making this move was – now, it would have been tough no matter what. Replacing Mike Leach would have been difficult no matter what. If you went outside and brought a new dude in, it would have been tough. But I don't think the future is very attractive. Here's what we'll do. Let's take the break, and when we come back, Brett Cianci. If you have any questions for him, just post them there on Twitter. I'll get to him. Blake Rafino coming up down in the booth. Top of hour two on this Wednesday edition on the Nashville Hotel. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long 
long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omni Nashville Hotel. Pick six previews Wednesdays, checks in college football. We'll let you know how you can order his service, all his information. He does this 24 hours a day, every day of the week. First question from Brent down in the Macon, Georgia area, Brett. Says, throw out Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, LSU. Who are you buying stock in the SEC, and who are you selling? Hey, well, good morning, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me on, and that's a great question. So, it sounds like we're throwing out some of the top targets there. Um, well, I mean, I would have said Tennessee. I'm buying stock after they just re-signed uh, Josh Heupel there to a huge contract, really ensuring that he stays in Knoxville. So, great move there, locking him down. Um Let's see, who else is on the table there? I mean, I, I thought I was buying stock in A&M last year, the way they recruited. Um, I, I still don't want to give up on that. I want to see one more year. Um, you know, what, it's not going to be a one-year playoff turnaround like we originally thought, but there is a lot of talent on deck there. Um, yeah, yeah, let's see who else we got here. Um, you know, I could, I could buy some Florida stock, uh, just given their geography, their location. I think that they can get that recruiting machine activated. I know there were some – shenanigans there with NIL, but in general, that should be a top recruiting program. Um, you know, in the West Division, I like Ole Miss. I think that uh, I'll buy some stock in Ole Miss long-term uh, if they can keep Lane Kiffin there. It's an offense that players want to play in. Transfers, they call him the portal king, and uh, he continues to get top top quarterbacks and receivers and skill talent. So I'll buy some of those uh, some of those programs there. Plenty, plenty more to go around, though. How do you think that quarterback room – at Ole Miss is going to settle when Spencer Sanders just jumped on board. You have Walker Howard who transferred in, and you have the starter, Jackson Dart, there. That's going to be interesting this spring. Yeah, I think this this quickly became the biggest um, and most intriguing quarterback battle of, of a spring ball coming up. 
Um, of course, whenever you have a changing of the guard at Ohio State and Alabama, those become top storylines. But just uh, given the names we have here, we know these guys. You know, Walker Howard, a former five-star, the, really the prize recruit of uh, Brian Kelly's first class. Uh, so Lane Kiffin stole him away from Baton Rouge. Then you have the, the incumbent starter, of course. And then you have this guy, Spencer Sanders, who's I think a three, at least a three- or four-year starter at Oklahoma State. Flashed a lot of upside. Um, uh, athletically, you know, he can pull the, pull the ball down and run. He's really fast running the ball. Um, you know, strong arm. A little bit of a turnover machine at times, but he's cleaned that up. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have a great battle down there. If you want the pure experience, um, you go Spencer Sanders. Probably the longer potential upside might be Howard. And then, of course, your incumbent starter. But something tells me that if Lane Kiffin went out and got not just one but two really high-caliber quarterbacks, that that incumbent label doesn't mean much here in spring. So, um, yeah, it's going to be the premier battle so far of spring ball. So you're saying if you're Jackson Dart, you should sleep with one eye open. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if, that, if that job was more secured, I don't think you'd go sign two top quarterbacks. I mean, I think any other program in the country would love to have one of these guys come in, let alone two. So, um, and that's probably true of most programs that they say that, that jobs are always up for grabs. So, uh, you should be ready to battle, but, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be high stakes. I can't wait to see that unfold. Tom in Myrtle beach asks, Brent, do you see another Cinderella story like TCU was last year? Well, it is so early in the prog- in the process. I'm not entirely sure. I think I'll have some better answers for you in a couple months. Um, and you know what? If we if anybody could have seen TCU, we'd all be making a lot of more a lot more money. I mean, that was I think 200 to one uh, to make it that far, something like that. It's just, that's an all time storyline right there. Um, but yeah, if you look for teams that kind of fit that mold, you want to look at top 25 recruiters uh, on average the last five years, and you want to look at uh, a new head coach, a transition year. Um, and see if they can get some big transfers. But uh, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago a team that's kind of a sleeping giant out there would be Nebraska. Um, it sounds crazy because they've struggled the last five years. The only Power 5 team to not make a bowl the last five years. But bringing in Matt Rule, he's a proven college head coach, transition season. Uh, they have recruited a top 25 clip, as hard as it is to believe. A lot of that talent has since transferred out, so I don't know if it's a great comparison um, but they're sitting there in a, in a winnable Big Ten West. So, um, but I don't I don't see any kind of playoff run or a conference title for them. But um, yeah, I'll give you a more more clear answer in a couple months. I'm still I'm digging through my my stats. Um, I haven't done any coach interviews really yet, besides the North Dakota State head coach. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get some 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 dark horses coming soon. Yeah, and. Frankly, there may not be another. I mean, I think it's more likely that there isn't another TCU-type story out there. Now, we are going to expand here after this next season to 12 teams, so teams that we're not used to seeing in the playoffs will get in. But a run like TCU just made all the way to the championship game actually is a needle in a haystack. It's it's not yeah. – it's, now, uh, I know Tom's not suggesting this, but it's it's not like that means we've got one every year. It might not happen for another 30 years. Yeah, we no, definitely historic. I mean, it crossed off all those, uh, you know, not just the win column turnarounds, but uh, first-year head coach bringing a team to the national title. That had only been, I think, three times. Um, turning around a, a losing season into a, a national title run, really rare. 
Uh, so it fits a lot of boxes. I'll throw one more out at you. Um, just given, again, look at the fundamentals first, and that's the recruiting stats. You've got to start there. It's not the end-all, be-all, but you've got to look there first. Um, program like Miami, I mean, they have recruited at a top 15, top 10 clip. Uh, Mario Cristobal, it was a disaster first season. But I do like to give a guy two or three years. And um, he's proven himself at multiple stops as an offensive line builder, uh, program builder at Oregon. So who's to say that they can't uh, land a couple transfers here and, and get this thing cleaned up and make a conference title run because the ACC Coastal is one of those that's wide open. Um, you know, if you look at the TCU run, it was done. It, it wasn't only because of, but it helped because the conference was wide open. I mean, coming into the Big 12 last year, it was wide open. Now, granted, we weren't thinking TCU would win it, but um, there was no overarching you know, superpower in their division like you have in the SEC West or the Big Ten East. Uh, the ACC Coastal is open, so if they can clean it up at Miami, there's definitely talent on board there. I mean, Oklahoma was as bad as I've seen them dating back pre-Bob Stoops, okay? So that had to happen in that league. Oklahoma State collapsed about halfway into the season. Texas is still trying to figure things out. So you're right. Now now again, not not to not to demean TCU, but some of those powers had to come back for all of this to be a perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. It was that um even your defending conference champ Baylor, uh they they took Correct. a huge step back on both sides of the ball. Um even uh, the normal, you know, stingy defense under Dave Aranda, that took a step back. So uh, that opened up. Um, yeah, your two superpowers, Oklahoma and Texas, were down. Um, yeah, so it's it's possible given the right scenario. Very rare over the course of college football history, as you said. Um, but there's some spots. There's some winnable divisions. I mean, both the Pac-12 divisions are always battles every year. Uh, the Big Ten West is usually open. Uh, ACC Coastal. The Atlantic's going to be tough next year uh, with Florida State. I, you know, I, for for sleeper picks, I don't even think Florida State counts anymore. I think people are catching on. But uh, when I run my numbers, you know, it looks like there were really four or five powerhouse programs this year, and Florida State statistically was one of them. It, it's crazy. Um, and I guess if you watch them, you can kind of see why. Uh, a couple close losses there in October. I swear if they played in November or December, the Florida State could have beaten those three. Um, but um, – yeah, I, I, again, for if you call them a sleeper, I don't, I don't think they're a sleeper anymore, but I would throw them into the category. Aliquippa Bob talking about a team to, to rise up, and you mentioned maybe Nebraska. He says, what about Wisconsin and, of course, Luke Fickle? Oh, you know what? I think Aliquippa Bob, that's, that's an even better answer. i got to give him credit. That's a great pick. I love what they did with their coaching staff, uh, not only bringing in Luke Fickle, again, a program builder. He took the first non-AQ team to the playoff with Cincinnati. Uh, so we, I love that head coach pick, but really his coordinator picks are what really caught my eye, especially on offense, Phil Longo. Uh, if you follow him, he, he had the last four seasons down at UNC uh, with Sam Howell this year with Drake May, uh, just elite offenses every year there. Before that, he did some time at Ole Miss and helped turn around that offense. And uh, Sam Houston State, I believe, before that, putting up 50 points a game. So uh, I've had a chance to talk to him several times, Phil Longo. Great guy, great head, uh, great offensive coordinator. So what's striking is that you're bringing that high-tempo spread offense to Wisconsin, who's kind of the antithesis of that. They're the old-fashioned uh, I-formation ball control and power run 
program, and it's really worked that way. It's worked well there at Wisconsin. You know, the offensive line you, running back you, whatever you want to call it. So that clash of styles is intriguing, especially in the Big Ten West. So long story short, I don't know if it'll go full long go right away, but um, I think that that's a great hire there and the head coach. And I think they're going to make Wisconsin, you know, turn them back into the, the, the Big Ten West powerhouse that they used to be. Brett Ciancia with us, pick six previews. Talk college football. Now, yeah, it's it's the non-playing portion. We are officially in the non-playing portion of the season, of the calendar, and lots of things can happen. Transfer portal, of course, officially that's shut down until we get to May, but people can still announce they're transferring, and people can still announce I'm picking a certain school here. I know we talked a lot about the Jaden Rashada thing. Really nothing new there. He is not going to go to Florida, but just – how incredibly weird was that story, Brett? Yeah, for sure. It, it reminds me of um, even before the NIL, before the transfer portal, there used to be one or two weird signing day moments every year. And they, you know, they used to always come on that last 24-hour window there in February. And, you know, it made the made the game exciting, you know. And, and it almost feels like this is one of those throwback stories where, like, the mom changes the, NI, the, the NLI letter without the commits uh, – you know, uh, without his decision or, um, you know, fax machines breaking, stuff like that. There's always there used to be some shenanigans, but uh, this definitely seems like it. But a lot more money on the line this time. I think the number was $13 million that was tossed around, and uh, I don't really know the extent of what was true or what's not, but, I mean, we know that he's not going to Florida now. And now, uh, yeah, it's that was one of the storylines of the, one of the first NIL signing days, so. Um, but I can't wait to get to the, the February signing day, really finalize these classes, see what we have, see if any of these new head coaches, because um, remember, when these head, head coaches are signed in December, they're given like 10 days or even sometimes less to uh, to go sign a whole class or maintain a class. So I like seeing in February which of these new head coaches really took those two months to lay some foundations and, and try and uh, you know finalize off their first class. So we'll see if there's any class ranking shifts there. But, again, the, the, the game's never over. You have transfer portal acting up again, and uh, spring ball, you'll see a lot of shifts there. That's, you know, that'll be the next big wave of transfers after spring ball positions are settled. So there's still a lot of roster building to go until we get the, the season. It's going to be interesting. Sam Hartman and uh, Tyler Buckner at Notre Dame this spring. Now, I'm pretty sure Sam Hartman's there to start, but, but – Buckner looked pretty good in that bowl game. I know he had three picks and a couple of pick sixes, so it's hard to say that. But I thought he really did. They, they competed. They won the ball game. That one's going to be interesting. And I, I don't. I know they think Buckner's not going to jump in the portal, but at the end of the spring, when it's obvious he's not the starter, that should be interesting. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I'll say this: I don't want to write off Tyler Buckner either. I think that it's going to be a great competition. Uh, he's very young in his career relatively compared to Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, we know we have. He's four years in, four-year starter. Um, and I don't want to say this uh, negatively, but he has, you know, he looks like a system quarterback in a way just because Wake Forest's offense is so unique and he masters it so well. So I'm trying to use that complimentary. You know, he, he mastered the Wake Forest system. Uh, does it translate to a, a normal college offense? We'll see. It's It's just so specific what they do. It's a lot of – uh, slow mesh reads at Wake Forest. It is some RPO, which could transfer, but 
Um, and then with Tyler Buckner, I think you have that still have that five-star upside. You know, dual threat guy out of Southern California, uh, definitely the better runner of the two. Um, so I want to see more of him. It's such a small sample size to write him off yet. So I think that'll be a good battle. Tell everybody how they can keep up with you during the non-playing portion of the season and how they can get your content when it's time. Yeah, thanks. For those unfamiliar, I write a college football preview book that comes out every July. Uh, the last 10 years, and actually the five and three year, I have the triple crown this year of the most accurate uh, preview book. So excited to announce that. And, um, yeah, so that comes out every July at PickSixPreviews.com. Hard copy and digital copies available. Until then, just follow on Twitter at PickSixPreviews for college football content all day, every day as I'm going through my research. Good stuff, man. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Enjoy it. Brett Ciancia on Wednesdays. Blake Rafino, top of hour two. Now, on Thursday, TJ will be with us, TJ Pittenger, and also Jay Book. That's right, Jay Book. He is part of the Bucknuts Ohio State site, and he's been with us a couple times. He is very, very good. He's out in Scottsdale, Arizona, but he is part of one of the most popular sites out there, Ohio State site. And we'll talk to Ohio State with him. That's tomorrow. On Friday, Ole Miss evening, Brad, now, Kevin, yes, I announced yesterday, Kevin will be back with us, but not this Friday. That's starting the following Friday. Very excited about that news, though. Very good news. I'm the Nashville Hotel. have a 90% chance of surviving a lightning strike. You have a 98% chance of surviving a shark attack. You have a 99% chance of surviving a snake bite. But you only have a 50% chance of surviving a crash if you aren't wearing a seatbelt. Your truck may be tough, but a seatbelt makes it tougher. Buckle up in your truck. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and spare where fun is bowling prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate restrictions apply see website for full details and important safety information subscription required hey guys did you know there's a generic form of viagra that works just the same but is 90 percent cheaper and you can get it online just go to 4hims.com slash joy at hims you'll get a free medical consultation discreet shipping if prescribed a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. 
It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com joy. That's 4hymns.com joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, guys. It's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville, and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. on this Wednesday edition. Happy to be here. Josh in London, Ohio. Soon to be Pitt Town, Ohio. Bill, I'm reading this, by the way, at my own peril. You ready? Who skanked it up more? Yes, that's what is printed here on Twitter. Cayman, Nebraska, or Ann Moeller? I mean, I have no idea. I don't know either one of them. I'm sure I'm going to be Mr. Such a Nice Guy host. Josh, I am sure both of these females are just exemplary people. So I can't I can't answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either one of them. I'd say Cayman, Nebraska is much, I mean, decades younger and more attractive. That's not your question, I know. But I'm sure they're both. I bet you both of them right now are in Bible study and then right after that going to choir practice. That would be my prediction. Not knowing either one of them, I don't know where. Well, Cayman, Nebraska lives in Seabus, right? I don't know where Ann Moeller, does she live in Ann Arbor? I, I don't know. I I. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't keep up with it. Stephen down in Athens, Georgia. Now, this is interesting. Stephen is a surgeon. And uh, I met him a few years ago. He was in town for a medical convention. He was still finishing up his 
studies and med school and his residency and all that stuff. When I met him, he came by. We were doing a show at the uh, Southern, right down a couple of blocks away from the Omni. And uh, he came by. So that's when we met him. And anyways, we've stayed in touch since then. And he said, Bill, I missed it. I was out of the loop a little bit over the weekend. So I'm just now catching up with what happened with your son. And uh, I told him, you know, it was a brain cyst and all that. And he said, yeah, that's what it sounds like. He said, I believe Dewan Mathis, former Georgia quarterback, had the same thing. And I'd forgotten about that. Remember Dewan Mathis, who was from Michigan and was committed to Ohio State, but flipped to Georgia and actually that year started at least initially for Georgia, had something similar happen where he was having headaches, complaining of headaches. The folks at Georgia started snooping around trying to figure out what was going on and detected there could be a cyst on his brain, and he had emergency surgery, which which turned out well, and in six weeks he was back lifting with the team and ready to go. I'd forgotten about that. I'd totally forgotten about that. And, uh, again, the Mathis family feels like Georgia with their – intelligence and snooping around and finding this and it could have been life-threatening in our case too in our case too um because fluid build up and then just all kinds of things that could happen yeah that are not good with that so i i appreciate steven for bringing that up i had totally forgotten about that totally forgotten about it Stephen, a different one down in Georgia, just wanted to let all of the Ohio State fans and Bama fans know that Georgia is back-to-back national champions. Just a little reminder for everybody. Well, let me add to that. And going to be favorite to do it again for a third time, which is, in essence, impossible. But they'll be favored to do it. And... Well, let me ask you this. If if you're Ohio State or Alabama, would you trade your roster right now for Georgia's? Or would Georgia trade their roster for Alabama or Ohio State? And I'm thinking both sides would say we wouldn't. That's what I'm thinking. But I'm just telling you as an objective observer, Manning, I do not have an emotional investment, meaning, again, emotional investment in either of those teams, right? I appreciate them all. I study them all. But if I'm Georgia, I'm not switching what I've got with either one of those two. And those other two are very, very good. They're threats next year. But I'm not switching at all.
Now, is it is it are the odds probably against Georgia doing it for a third time in a row? Probably just because of history, right? But on paper, and again, I do play on paper. It's not the same as being on green grass or the, the turf, but I don't think I'm switching off my roster if I'm Georgia. Alabama's got talent. They're bringing in a phenomenal recruiting class. Hopefully they actually develop it like Jimbo doesn't appear to be doing. Anyways, here's what we'll do. Let's take a break, and then we shall continue. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Blake, top of the hour. Blake Rufino. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With Civic Tax 
tax relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM has been your home for sports for 20 years. From typewriters to Twitter, fax machines to Facebook, we have you covered 24-7 and on the go. Finding us online is as easy as at Nash Sports Radio. Twitter, at Nash Sports Radio. SoundCloud, at Nash Sports Radio. Facebook, at Nash Sports Radio. Or search your app store for WNSR. 20 years of sports. Anytime, anywhere. From Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. When it comes to the college football playoff, He's for exclusion, not inclusion. It's Bill King. Blake Rapino in about 10 minutes. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Have you noticed? No chirp. Do I not get credit for the elimination of the I I didn't mind the chirp. I got used to it. I it, it to me, it, it added character. It was it was endearing. I liked it, but most of you didn't. <laughs> From just the uh, comments I got, most of you did not like the chirp. I'm sorry. I mean, you can't you can't plan for that kind of thing. Josh brings up something interesting. We were just talking, just just random, just random non-playing portion of the season. Mumbo-jumbo stuff, right? How Georgia wouldn't trade their roster. Trying to three-peat now, which is close to impossible as anything else. They're going to be favored. They would not trade their roster. They would not trade their situation or their staff, et cetera, for Alabama or Ohio State. And you may, you know, if, if Nick, if, if legitimately we, we had a situation where you could trade, maybe Nick wouldn't trade his either, and maybe Coach Ryan Day wouldn't trade his either. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you're Ohio State, you'd have to – defensively, you'd have to think about that. But Josh brings up a, a truth here. Josh, big Buckeye fan, says, Bill, both Georgia and Alabama would trade their top two receivers for Marvin Harrison Jr. 100% true. 200% true. Yeah, if Alabama had Marvin Harrison Jr., what would their record be a year ago? You think they'd have two losses? If George, well, Georgia doesn't need him because they win without a feature. And again, but I talk about Brock Bowers, even though he's way more than a tight end. I don't, I don't label him as a wide receiver, even though that's in essence what he is. But Georgia Georgia doesn't really need Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he'd be a hell of a player there, right? But but Alabama needs him. 
I mean, Alabama, a player like that, which they've had superstar receivers, many of them, but something like that, a talent like that was sorely missing for the Tide a year ago. Oh, no question. Yeah, no, 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 no question. Alabama could use him a lot more than Georgia could use him. By the way, there's starting to be a little bit more information coming out on Ra-Ra Thomas, who was incarcerated Monday morning down in Athens, Georgia. He was charged with false imprisonment and uh, apparently, and I was reading a story on it yesterday as more info comes out. He's in an argument with his girlfriend and it continues. People in the dorm or wherever are hearing this. Eventually cops are called. And cops came and they separated the two and interviewed the two separately to see if their stories were similar. She had some marks on her. Both had a little bit different story, obviously. Ra-Ra said that she was the instigator. She said, no, he wouldn't even let me leave. Anyways, after many hours of talking this out with the cops, they arrested him. And... On Monday around noon or 2 o'clock, somewhere in there, he bonded out. He got out. But I'm just – and I don't look, folks. I wasn't there. I'm just going to give you an estimate. I would think that once Georgia completely vets this, that they let him go. I do not know if that's what they're doing or not. I'm just guessing, but that's what I would – think that the conclusion would be. Yeah, that's what I would think. Georgia dog, Bill, I'm not trading Bowers for anybody. No, because I agree. I wouldn't, if I'm Georgia, I wouldn't trade Bowers for Marvin Harrison Jr. because you don't need him. You already know what you've got. and You already know how much you can win. Now, again, Brock Bowers is not the only player on the team, but he's an incredible, valuable player on that team. I mean, if you're ranking Georgia players, he's right at the top on that team. That's a good point by the Georgia dog. Would Georgia trade, and Josh just asked, Bowers for Marvin Harrison? No, they wouldn't. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr., if we had a draft, would go higher than Bowers. But, no, Georgia, again, Georgia doesn't need that. Georgia is in, Georgia is exactly where they want to be. There's not a roster in America last year, this year coming up, that the staff, every morning they get up, they're more satisfied with what they have to win it all than Georgia. More content with what they've got than Georgia. All right, here's what we'll do. Blake Rafino when we come back. Looking forward to it. Omni National Hotel. 